What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Oz Hoopers TV. Um, small week of NBL. Uh, there's been a lot of college games going on, though. Christmas period, obviously New Year's. Um, Hesh, how you been? How was your Christmas period? I've been good, man. Christmas is good. Spend some time with the family. Hoops always seems to shut down this type of year. Yeah. Stadiums always close. They always re resurface their floors, and there's only like one or two spots open, so it's always a bit quieter. But obviously, Christmas games, NBA games on, and NBL, there was a few games. So, you know, kept me busy enough. For sure. Before we start this episode, there was um, a, a big NBA game on Christmas Day between the Nets and the Lakers for our very own Patty Mills. He had a career-high 34 points. Um, before we get into Patty Mills later in the episode, uh, I think the Lakers have lost five in a row. The Lakers are currently sitting in seventh, which does mean they will be in the playing tournament. Um, they are 16 wins and 18 losses. What's going on with the Lakers? Are they in trouble? Um, it's a tough question. I think they're in trouble based on the fact that I anticipated they'd be a championship caliber team all season long. Yeah. Um, that's what I thought. So based for that scale, I think they're in a bit of trouble. I still think they'll make the playoffs. Yeah. I still think they'll... They'll use their veteran savviness to, to do whatever it takes to get over the line. And I think come playoff time, I think they'll hold it together a bit better than they have in the regular season. Um, so I think the championship is is going to be tough for them, especially how Brooklyn have been looking and they haven't even been healthy yet, especially how the Warriors have been looking in the West. Um, there's a few teams that have been pressed. So, I mean... Based on that, I think they're in trouble in terms of championship run. But I still think they'll get through to the playoffs and have a, a reasonable run at it in the playoffs and let's see what kind of happens. Yeah, I think I think playing tournaments somewhere you really don't want to be um, because you come up again. I know seventh and eight do get a second chance against the winner of nine and ten. Um, but, you know, one or two bad games and you're out of there. It's not a series where you can lose three. Um, so, you know, bad shooting night, you have an off night and you're out of there. It's only one game. So I don't know if Lakers really want to be in that position. I would be pushing for the top six. I think that's really important to get top six and even top four if you want to get home advantage. Um, like you said, Warriors and Nets looking really good. Um, Bulls are looking great. Suns and Jazz are looking very solid as usual. Memphis, didn't have, Memphis didn't have Jar, and I think they went 11-3 and three, um, without him. So him coming back now, they're sitting in fourth. Um, yeah, just a lot, of, a lot of things not really going the Lakers' way. But, yeah, just thought I had to ask you that because the Lakers are in a bit of a rough patch right now. Um, there's been a couple um, big plays um, and big performances throughout this week. First of all, Bawali Bales will get into the injury, but he did have 12 points, probably one of his better games of the season against the Jack Jumpers last Wednesday. Um, Sydney Kings pulled out a win. Then um, they played United and he came down with an injury. Um, I think it was his right ankle um, off a floater. Have you heard anything from Wally? Any updates? Um, if you're allowed to give any, um, and what's what's he what's he going through right now? Yeah, I mean, firstly, hell of a start for his for his kind of pro rookie year. I mean, he was averaging before this game. I think he was averaging eight, three, and two on 55, 56% from the field. 50% from three. Indeed, which is impressive. Uh, like set in 17 minutes or something. So ridiculous efficiency, ridiculous numbers. Off scraps too. Mm -hmm. 
the Kings offense is like five out, equal opportunity. Everyone does everything random times. They're just doing anything. Mm-hmm. So it's not like every plays, you know, he dribbles shit out the ball and he gets multiple ball screens and he's able to make plays and facilitate. Like it's it's random when he gets his touches and he might go two, three minutes without getting a touch. Obviously, I watch King's game with that vested interest. I've been working with him closely, so it's kind of I keep a notice on all these things. So his efficiency for the amount of kind of touches and looks that he's getting, I feel like is really high. Yeah. So that's the first thing. I just want to, you know, all that rookie of the year talk seems like I was just on his time, on his side, trying to hype him up. But I'm serious. I think he's the rookie of the year. Like, yeah. I think he's he's right there. Um, and I think he's the numbers show that, the eye test shows that. So, and, you know, hopefully that, there, see how we go with that side. Now the injury, yeah. Um, I don't want to say too much because I don't know what the, the public stuff is and I don't know what the rules are with that type of stuff. So I don't want to get involved in that, but obviously not the greatest. Obviously had to go out. He was down. They had to blow the whistle for him and stuff. And it was pretty brutal on tape. So I still think they're doing the assessment period at the moment and getting it all looked at and figuring out, you know, timelines and and when return to play protocols are going to be instilled and and looking at. So, I mean, apart from that, I don't even know too much. So um, let's let's keep that, keep an eye on that and, and see when he's back. For sure. I, had, I was a little bit worried when I saw him wincing on the ground because if you know Bawali, um, he'll shrug off he'll shrug off any little minor injury. But when I saw him yeah. wincing, I'm like, oh, this isn't good. But, yeah, um, footy yeah, player mindset. God plays through everything. Exactly. So I was a little bit yeah. worried, but we'll see. He'll, he'll probably be back on the court very soon. Um, yeah. But yeah, great start of the season. 50% from deep, um, 54% from the field. As a guard as mm. well. So it's not like, you know... So yeah. good shooting percentages, putting up good numbers. And he's actually getting more minutes than I – obviously, Jalen Adams has been out, but he's getting way more minutes, mm-hmm. and I think that will continue. I didn't really expect that early in the season. Mm-hmm. So it's good to see. Well I, well, I think he's proven that he can handle the environment and he's capable of, of making plays and being good. Obviously, the boneheaded plays here and there, we know that. You're going to get yeah. that with a, with a guy like Bawali because he's constantly puts pressure on defenses. So he's going to take the occasional bad shot. He's going to throw the occasional turnover. I think you take that with a guy like that's explosive and they can turn a head on its turn a game on its head, you know, in a couple of minutes. So um yeah, great start for him. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Um Jack Jumpers took down the breakers um on the weekend. Breakers moved to O zero wins and six losses. They're currently sitting last in tenth position. They mm-hmm. do take on Cairns next week. We we spoke a little bit about the breakers. Did you tune into the did you tune into the Jack Jumpers game? And is there anything you can touch on about why they're currently sitting tenth, and even that game, the Jack Jumpers game, particularly? I didn't tune in per se. I wasn't watching. Yeah, um, I was actually watching Sing Two. Maybe just dropped. I don't know if you know, uh, with my with my family watching that, but I was keeping an eye on the score. It's probably the better. It's probably a better watch, actually. <laughs> I um, but I did keep an eye on the on the score and stuff. Um, the Breakers have been. I don't know why they can't win games. Hey, mm-hmm. their roster's not bad, and I, I I like it. And I think they're they're in the hunt most of the time. You know what I mean? Like they're, uh, but I don't know. They just can't get it done. On, on the flip side, Tasmania have. I don't know why they they're getting this rap like they're a walkover team or something. Mm-hmm. I don't I think they are at all. Well. I kind of get I that think feel as well. Yeah, like they're a walkover team. Like, yeah, but I don't think they are. I think they're legit. I think Majet and Adams on any given night can, can explode. Magne's been good too. I yeah. think he's been really, really solid. So much better than what he was at Perth at the end of last year. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
So I think, like, I don't know, Jack Champers look good. So I'm not surprised that they got, got the breakers. I think the breakers are better than 10th. Mm-hmm. So we'll kind of see how that one goes. Obviously, six games in, it's, it's not a huge amount of games, but it's not a small amount of games either. Six yeah, games on the not. trot to go 0 and 6 is is pretty rough. So let's see how that how that pans out. Yeah. Um, more rumours. Joe Ingalls is apparently one to look out for um, in this upcoming trade deadline. Very, very interesting. I feel like I can never see him outside of a Utah Jazz uniform. I think Utah Jazz do very well each season. They have had a few unlucky playoff runs, but I do think they have a stacked roster, stacked enough to make a championship push. If Utah front office believes in that, I'm not sure. Um, but I do think Joe Ingles plays a huge part in what the Utah Jazz do. But apparently he's one to look out for in this trade deadline and he could be on the trade blocks. Do you see Joe Ingles leaving the Jazz? And if so, where would be the best fit? What's your source on this? Where did you read this? Because not Wodge. No, 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 not Wodge. It's like... Um, Zach Lowe? Zach Lowe. I think it was Zach Lowe. I mean, either way, whatever yeah. the source is, I just can't see it happening. No, me neither. I feel like he's a mainstay piece, man. He's a big rotation piece for them, and he has some big games, and becomes even more important come playoff time. I feel like he's been there. He's kind of a veteran type of guy. I feel like he has a leadership role on that team. They trust him to do certain things, shoots the three at a high clip, he dimes that ball. Uh, I, I can't see them getting rid of him. And the, the start that Utah's had, no way. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think, the like you said, he's a big piece and maybe that's why a team like the Lakers who are struggling a little bit, you know, need this vet. I know that the Lakers are full of vets, but they need these guys that can, you know, knock down the three ball, you know, run the team, come off bench and just light it up. So maybe Lakers mm-hmm. do pursue a guy like Joe Ingles. Um, mm. Yeah, it depends. And I know, I know a lot of teams could use him. Pretty much every team in the league could use Joe Ingles. Like, I, I want the I Wizards like, to go for Joe Ingles. <laughs> Great player, but... I, like, I just feel like Jingles is such a... I know it's such a typical term to throw around, but he's a glue guy. I feel yeah. like he holds their bench together really well. He's like... He does a lot. And he can come into that starting lineup any given night and, and they don't lose a step, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't. I think it'd be silly for Utah to get rid of him unless they got something ridiculous in return, which I can't see happening. You know. Yeah, I find whenever Joe Ingles plays really well, Jazz usually win um, by a fair amount. Yeah. Whenever I see him drop 15, 16 points, uh, I feel like Jazz usually yeah. blow teams out. So mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens to Joe Ingles. I doubt we see him be moved, but if he does, it's going to be very interesting. Um, he wouldn't I'm, I'm presuming he does want to stay in Utah it would be pretty disappointing for him if he has to leave he's been there for a while um, they've obviously got a winning streak unless he goes to another team that's um, already up there in the ladder but yeah I doubt, I doubt we see him move but if he does it's going to be definitely something to keep your eye out on this week in the NBL there's another four games I think Bullets do take on Perth in the rematch um, third game this they've played this season against each other who do you have taken it out? Tough one, man. Has, has I was wrong last time. Just... I picked the Bullets. I picked the Bullets last game and Perth got him, yeah? Yeah. So Bullets won the first one in like double OT yeah. and then Perth won last game. So I've been wrong with both picks. Yeah. So if you're a betting man, just go the opposite of what I say here. I'm going to take the Bullets in this game. Okay. Um, I like the Bullets, man. Yeah. They're my slept-on team. They're my team in the top four. I think they're going to do some damage. 
Um, and I think they've got the, the roster to go deep. Perth have been good too. And to be honest, every NBL game up until now is a coin toss. Like, it's just ridiculous. So, once again, there's another one of those games. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the, the boards are going to come to the party and, and people are going to start talking about them after this game. Yeah, I agree. I think um, Bullets are very inconsistent. I feel like they either play really well and can beat anyone or they play really bad and can lose to anyone. Uh, I feel like they're very inconsistent. They're very on and off and it might cost them making the top four. But yeah, we'll see. If they're on, they can definitely take down Perth. I, I can't give you a tip. I'd prob- I'm going to say Bullets. I'll ride with you. I'll go Bullets. I yes, think sir. Bullets take them down in game, the third game of the season. Um, a few big performances this week. I'll quickly skim through them. Hunter Marks dropped 31 points, eight rebounds and three assists for Hartford. Um, Madut Akek, who has been absolutely killing it this season, he dropped 25 points, 10 boards, uh, double-double for Detroit Mercy. And then Grant Antisevich dropped 25 points, 11 rebounds, another double-double for California. Um, a few guys in college hoops. Those were the top three performances of the week. Paddy Mills, career high. We obviously touched on him before. He's absolutely killing it. Does he get enough votes with the Australian fan base behind him? Obviously, a lot of Brooklyn Nets fans will probably vote him in as well. Can he, can he be a possible all-star ballot player? I mean... How many guards in the East? How many guards in the East are killing it? So you, you've obviously probably got James Harden in there. Got to throw James Harden in there. I mean, got to throw Jason Tatum in there. Mm-hmm. Jalen Brown a guard or a forward? Mm, I think he's a, I think he's a guard. You probably put him in the guard. Crazy numbers. He's got to be there. Yeah. Dar- Darius Garland could probably make a case. Yeah. He's killing. Yeah. Cavs um, looking good. Too. Jimmy Butler, Bradley Beal. Got yeah. a few guys in there. There's some guys there that to to compete with that just looking kind of tough. I'm I'm always. I always get confused with the all-star thing. I always get confused whether it's like fans voting or, you know, if the fan votes just for the starters, but then the rest of the rosters are picked by coaches or something. I always get confused with how they pick it. Yeah. Um, does he make a case for an all-star? Yeah, maybe fringe, like just off the hype and the fact that he's putting up crazy numbers and having some 30 bombs and shooting a three at a ridiculous clip, clip at the moment. I mean, yeah, you know, Mo Williams has made it on the back of being second fiddle to LeBron. That's kind of what Paddy Mills is doing right now. Yeah. He's just kind of filling his role and doing it exceptionally. Um, so yeah, I can see it happening. Do I think do I think he resonates with the term all-star? Not really. Yeah. His skill set, the way he goes about his game, doesn't really remind me of a Kyrie, a, a James Harden, a LeBron James, a Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook. He's just kind of goes about his business, shoots the ball really well, very efficient. Uh, that being said. Had a conversation with someone today about it. It's not far fetched to say that Paddy Mills is top three shooters in the NBA right now. Mm. That's another thing. Maybe he doesn't make the All Star game. Maybe he makes the three point contest on All Star. You'd have to put him in a three point contest. He could win it too. This boy is mm. sniping it right now, man. Exactly. Some of his shots are so pure. The release is so quick. He gets it off, and it's just butter. Like yeah. he's looking different, confident at the moment. So you know, behind Steph. Dude, I don't know. There, is there a better shooter than Paddy Mills in the league right now? Maybe Joe Ingles. <laughs> yeah, another Aussie. Yeah. Obviously, Dame, Dame, you got to throw there. And Clay's coming back, going to be healthy, so he's going to be there. But Paddy Mills is of that class right now. He's proven to be this season, just numbers wise. So um, I'm really excited for him, bro. I was um, 
chopping up with with Matt Adekponya, obviously his personal photographer, mm-hmm. and uh, he was posting about it as well. And you know, uh, it, was, it was just sick to to know. We're like we were just talking about Paddy and how he's enjoying Brooklyn and all that type of stuff. And then it's always gonna help when you when you're born like this. You're gonna enjoy anything, no matter yeah. what city you're at. And I think the the only way, the only kind of possible chance that he has of making the All Star is purely based. I know you don't like it, but I think it is. It does resonate with Nets being at the top of the East. Um, Harden's been down. KD's been down. I mean, they both haven't really been fully healthy. Obviously, Kyrie's been out the whole season, so him being the starting point guard, you know, dropping these twenty bombs and. I just think shooting at a great clip as well. I just think if he's is it if he's going to make it, that's probably his best chance based on the Nets winning. Yep. Um, Josh Giddy um, had his fifth double double of the season on Tuesday against the Grizzlies. He had 19 and 11 assists, um, and then he had a huge game against the Suns. Thunder didn't pull out the win. He had 17 and six rebounds. He also had a double double today, which was very interesting. He had zero points. 10 rebounds, 10 assists. Um, he's the only person to do that in the past 50 years, to have zero points and a double-double, which is pretty crazy. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird stat line, zero, 10, and 10. But, yeah, I mean, he knows his role. He's doing it right. Thunder are actually doing pretty well lately. I think they can make a push for that playing tournament. It'll be pretty exciting to see young team, see how Giddy does in a playoff environment. Um mm-hmm. It'd be pretty interesting to say. That'd be cool. Um, playoffs, the NBA regular season is very hard. In my opinion, it's very, very hard to watch. Um, that's why I kind of like, I prefer watching NBL some nights rather than the NBA because the NBA, I feel like regular season, especially lately with all the guys going down, there's not much defense being played. Lakers mm-hmm. don't mind dropping six or seven games in a row because they're going to, they know they're going to be there at the end of the season. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I just feel like it's a hard watch. So when playoff time comes, if Giddy and the Thunder are there, it's going to be very interesting to see if he steps up to the play. Uh, Jock Landau dropped a career-high 18 points today against the Pistons. He is scoring a lot of buckets in very little time on the court. Greg Popovich is finally giving him his chance to shine. He had 18, five rebounds, three assists and a block. Jock Landau's killing it. We love to see that. Dyson Daniels had 21 points um, this week. Eight rebounds, three assists. Dyson Daniels continues to keep killing it. Hopefully, he's going to be there in the draft. We keep talking about it. We'll speak it into existence. I hope to see him in the top 15. What other NBL guys do you think will be in the top 15 next year come draft night? NBL guys? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ariel Hukporty. You think he'll be top 15? I think he has a chance. Mm-hmm. He's a legit seven-footer with supreme athleticism, supreme defensive ability. Blocks everything, jumps on everything, rebounds the hell out of the ball. Got in some foul trouble. Got dicked around a little bit. They were, some of them were fouls. He was getting some clean stuff. But either way, I think he has a chance. Um, who else? Hugo, Hugo Besson. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hugo Besson was just saying. He's been very, very impressive. Um, I think he's going to he's gonna really have a chance. It's Tom Digbo. Mm, yeah, I think he's good. I think he's good. I know you, you love him. Over there in Brisbane, but uh, listen, he's solid. Top fifteen, yeah, he has a chance for sure. He's not getting many opportunities to start the season, but yeah, I agree. Hassan, yeah, and Hug Porty, the two that I would say. Yeah. Um, and then um, you're missing someone, someone very close to your heart. 
Oh, Luke Travis. <laughs> I don't think he's going to be top 15. Yeah. I think Travis might be a second round pick or something like that. Mm-hmm. And gets his chance and, you know, might might turn some heads in, in summer league and maybe get picked up. But um, he's been a bit disappointing this season numbers-wise. Yeah. Although he's doing a lot for Perth. I think he's... Travis is going to be one of those guys that not going to put up crazy numbers. He's not going to you know, create a whole heap of hype around his name, but he's going to end up in the NBA. And then everyone's going to be like, God, oh, that guy played, he was he was playing for Perth, blah, blah, blah. He's not going to be the, the limelight of Josh Giddy and doing all these things, but he's going to find his way to the NBA because everyone needs a 6'8 wing that can dunk on anyone and facilitate, play out of the pick and roll, can guard everybody. You know, he's he's going to, his, his value is too high, but his hype is not as high as that. You know what I mean? I think he'll he'll have a bit of a, a roundabout route to get there. He won't be lottery pick or nothing like that, but he'll get there. Um, but yeah, apart from those two, I think it's 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 quiet in the NBL for top fifteen. All right, we'll get into our questions of the week. For those who don't know, me and Hesh think of a question um, throughout the week to ask each other. Um, we get their opinions. My question of the week. Now we we're in round three. You can have a look at the NBL ladder. I want to know who, based on the ladder right now and what you've seen so far this season, the Breakers are currently sitting in 10th, but who comes 10th at the end of the season? Who are the Wooden Spooners? I mean, I know it sounds like I'm hating, bro. and I don't like to spread hate in any way whatsoever. But you're asking... I hate a question, so yeah. I'm gonna have to to throw it out there. Um, I think Cairns. Okay, Cairns currently for those who can't see the ladder, Cairns currently sit in fourth. They're two wins, one loss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Machado yeah. being out does affect that. Um, but you have Cairns coming tenth. Mm, I have Cairns coming tenth. Okay. Interesting. I mean, as it stands, we've got the only team that I'm starting to turn on that I was feel like I might be wrong about is Southeast Melbourne. Yeah. I'd say they were going to be underwhelming and they've been overwhelming. They've been great. They've, they've been very um, overwhelming. I can agree with that. They've been very good. Um, but Cairns, I think, have, you know, it's early days. They've played three games. Um, I just can't, yeah, I can't see them putting together a season where they, where they win a ton of games. Yeah. I think New Zealand will bounce back. I think the start that New Zealand's had, it's easy to say New Zealand, but I think they'll get out of that spot and they'll, they'll make a push at some stage. I think New Zealand will string together some wins. Yeah. I just can't see Cairns doing that. So I might have to go with Cairns, bro. Okay. I like the answer. Mm. All right. That's your question. They spoke about it a little bit. Um, when did they speak about it? I think it was, the, I think it was Larry Kessman. The main guy in the NBL said it. He said he'd love to see Christmas Day games in the mm-hmm. NBL. You think that'll be? Uh, they don't do it across any sport, really. Uh, they don't really play on Christmas Day. Do you think it will be cool to see that in the NBL? Some Christmas Day games. Mm, interesting question. Um, would I go to an NBL game on Christmas? Is kind of what I'd like to ask myself. I'm not, sh- I'm not sure. Um, I mean, maybe if it's Bullets Perth at Bullets on Christmas Day, 
you know, I can celebrate with my family in the morning and lunchtime and I can kind of head there at night and watch a really good game. Um, but yeah, obviously the, the Christmas games would be rivalry matches. I presume they put, you know, Southeast um, against Melbourne. They'd put Illawarra against Sydney. You know, they do those types of games. They do the big ones. Um, this year, they probably would have done Bullets Perth. So maybe, I mean, I don't see why not. I mean, they did it Boxing Day. So what are your thoughts on this? I, I, I'm kind of in the air. I don't know. Would I go to a game on Christmas? I'm not sure. I think they should. Okay. I would love it. I think it would just hype it up. Yeah. I think it sucks for the athletes a little bit. That's what mm-hmm. some of the NBA guys have said openly. Like, oh, you know, they don't really get to spend Christmas at home. Some of them are on the road. Like, you know, yeah. I get it. But it's entertainment base and aligning those big games to big days and big celebratory days are, are kind of cool concept, I think. American yeah. sports store really well. So I think that will be cool. I'm just piggyback another question onto the back of it, NBL related. Do you think we should have an all-star game? I think we definitely should have an all-star game. 100%. Same I'm format? Not, like three I'm not point sure. Comp. Yeah. Three-point comp, dunk comp, um, skills challenge, all-star game. I'm all for it. I reckon that would draw a huge crowd. It'd be pretty cool to see who makes the team because obviously we do have a much shorter season. Um, it'd be pre- pre- very interesting. I think we should also do the team picking as well. Um, whether you do that, you'd probably have to do it halfway through the season, obviously. Um, but yeah, it'd be very interesting to see. I think it'd be very cool. Do we have a celebrity game? Uh, probably not. Um, yeah, that's that's the only thing I take away, the celebrity game. But everything else, I think, definitely should go ahead. How can that be really rookie, cool? Rookie game, rookie challenge. That would be cool. I didn't think about that. That would be pretty cool. Maybe like the next stars okay. and like, you know, the guys under 21. That'd be pretty cool. But yeah, I think I think definitely, definitely. I'm just thinking about like the NBA do such a good job of promoting the game and, and doing all those extra things that make the league so cool to watch and entertaining. Um, NBL, now that they've got a bit of hype, I reckon they should start going down the path of that. Christmas Day games, All-Star games. I think they got the, the hype around it, the, the talent pools here to do that. Um, so, you know, things to think about. If NBL's listening, have a think about it. 100%. They probably are thinking about it. It's probably already on the drawing boards. But And yeah. me saying that is going to make no difference, but still. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, they've, they've heard that, and then now they're going to start doing it next year. <laughs> Facts. I want my credit, too. <laughs> I want them to. I want to go to Hesh All Star Weekend. <laughs> Hesh is All Star Bonanza. Thanks. All right, we'll wrap it up there. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Uh, make sure you guys are following us on whatever listening platform you guys are listening on, and make sure you guys are following us on Instagram at Oz TV. We do have a guest coming on this weekend. Um, he's an import playing in the NBL. That's all we'll give you so far. Um, Going to be a good episode. I'm keen to hear what he has to say. He's playing amazing right now. His team's doing really well. Um, so can't wait for that episode to drop and we'll see you next week on our weekly drop.